Second John, Second John, and I want to preach to you this morning for just a little while, and then we'll go to the house and come back tonight. Tonight I want to pick up right where I left off, really on Wednesday night, and I started on Wednesday night emphasizing a very important topic in the Bible, in the Word of God, and that is the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And we talked a little bit about it on Wednesday night, we'll talk about it some more tonight, and so I uh, not only uh, invite you and not only encourage you, but I beg you uh, not to lay out a church tonight, but to come and, and hear what's being said. It's so very important for this this church going forward and so come out and be prayed up amen and uh, I, I'm going to make a prediction that if folks will follow the Lord and get their mind right I guarantee you this place will come apart at the seams you'll have more joy and you'll have more encouragement and yes. the things of God and in the worship service this place will it just won't be recognizable I believe that in the weeks to come and the months to come and so you just follow on to know the Lord and I, I promise you that that is uh, the way this thing is going to turn out might be some difficulties along the way and the devil will try to fight us but greater is he that is in us than he than he that is in the world. Amen. So uh, I, I know this: the devil is strong and he can fight against men, but he can't whoop my daddy. Amen. This ain't Father's Day, but he can't whip the Lord. Amen. And so the truth will prevail. And so let's follow the truth. Amen. All right. Enough about commercial about tonight. Let's get on with this morning. And we'll look in Second John in the first verse. Somebody, if you will, turn that off for me. It says, The elder unto the elect lady and her children. Now, what do you call a lady with children? Mother. That's right. Brother John got it right off the bat. Rest of y'all a little bit slow. Amen. So the church... It's like a picture of a woman. Now that's a great truth in the Bible. If you'll study Ephesians chapter 5, you'll see that the husband and the wife is a picture that you can look at. And if it's done right, it will look like God and the church. It'll look like Jesus and the church. In other words, Jesus is the husband, the church is the bride. So this woman is a picture of of a mother. And so I've used this sermon uh, three or four times over the last eight years on Mother's Day. I don't usually let the holidays direct what I preach on, but I really think that mothers is one of the most important things that there is. And so I usually do try to preach to the mothers on Mother's Day, even if I don't preach to the fathers on Father's Day. Men are, you know, fathers are just rotten. Ain't no hope for you. But if we get some mothers to do right, maybe we'll have some kind of hope. Amen. I'm just picking, fellas. I'll preach real hard at you when it comes Father's Day. What when is Father's Day anyway? June. Amen. So you got something to look forward to anyway. Something just for you. But now we're talking to mothers. He says the elder unto the elect lady and her children. So I want to preach to you, mothers, for just a few minutes, and let's go to the Lord in prayer, Lord. We do thank you this morning for your goodness and for your grace. And I pray God, and it's a little bit out of my character, I'm usually, Lord, just a man to uh, go with the flow and let things come how it will. But Lord, I, I believe now more than ever you've called me, God, to be a leader. And, and Lord, I pray you'd help me, Lord, to lead this church, not as I see fit, but as I see that you see fit in the Bible. I pray you'd direct us. And Lord, uh, we need strong families and we need strong daddies and we need strong moms. And it happens to be Mother's Day. And Lord, we got some mothers here. And I pray God you'd help me to preach 
in such a way, God, that they would see and hear and understand and let go of their own ways and their own will and pick up your way and your will. And I'll thank you, God, for what you do. Us fathers also, God, could take heed to, to the principles in this message. And, Lord, it would be good for us as well. And, Lord, if there be one that's lost, I pray you'd save them. Lord, I, I look around the congregation. I see some that can't be here this morning. I see some, God, that just choose not to be. I pray, oh God, you'd help them. I, I was thinking last night about some young people that had been coming to every service and then I hadn't seen them in a while. God, I pray that you'd get a hold of their heart and that you'd get them back in. And Lord, I pray with all, all of my heart that you would uh, do a great work. But Lord, uh, right now, the need of the hour is this service. And I pray, oh God, you'd make your presence known. Help me to preach. Forgive me, oh God, for every fault and every sin that would hinder me from preaching this message. And I pray, oh God, that you get glory and honor to yourself. And I thank you for everything that you do. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. All right. The elder. Now John's talking about himself right there. The elder. The elder. And he's not talking about necessarily being old. Sometimes they refer to themselves as being old men. uh, Like Paul the aged. But here the elder is in the sense of a leader in the church. Now the Bible goes through the Pauline epistles. And some places from Simon Peter. And it talks about the elders or the leadership of the church. And so here in this chapter really. What you can get spiritually from it is, is. direction from the leadership of the church and ultimately the Lord himself uh, about these ladies and so it's basically and simply put the elect lady is the church and really 2 John is a writing of John the apostle directly to the church which is a rarity because Paul the apostle is the uh, the apostle to the Gentile church and he's the one that generally writes specifically to the church but John here takes and he writes a letter to the church and we're just going to take that elect lady instead of applying it to the whole church we're going to apply it to you as ladies. Elect, that means basically we just put it in its most simple form you're saved. Elect lady, amen. So a saved lady here, he's going to talk to, and he says, and so that's who I want to talk to. Uh, Elect ladies, you hear this morning, you a mother, and you're saved. This message is especially for you. Say, well, I'm not saved. Well, then I would say, get saved, amen. Amen. No time like the present to give your heart and your life to the Lord, amen. Amen. And so we don't want to forget that. We don't want to uh, in just preaching the truth. We don't want to forget to always make a call for those that are lost, amen. So you say, I'm saved. Or I'm not saved, uh, I would make today the day. You'll never be a better mother than a saved mother. There is no better mother than a mother who loves God and loves the truth. Amen. And I, I will talk about that a little bit later on. But he says, The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. So we're talking to uh, Mother's Day. I, I told you a while ago, a mother and children, that, or a lady with children that makes a mother and so I say first of all in the message happy mother's day amen you deserve a, a day I guess you get a day amen how do you feel about that getting a day for being a mother you probably deserve the congressional medal of honor in some case I know my wife has already probably got a little bit of post-traumatic stress syndrome uh, for her service in this great war of raising a boy but uh, I'm gonna do so I'm gonna 
pretend I'm the uh, Marine Reserves. I'm going to come in and help her out a little bit more. Amen. But any, at any rate, uh, it, it is something to be a mother, isn't it? It's, it's something good. It's something to be respect. And I, we talked about this a little bit on Wednesday night. But I'll tell you what, we need some great mothers. If you look around out there, we got some real doozies that really don't give a rip about nothing but their self. Amen. But thank God, I can say this, thank God for a mother who loves her children and takes her children to church. Amen. And so he says the elect lady, the best mother is a saved mother. I will just focus on that a minute. Elect lady and her children. The best mother is a saved mother. You say, well, uh, I, I, I know a lady and she's not saved and she was a pretty good mother. She's nothing. Whatever she is, whatever she may be, she's nothing in comparison to a saved mother. And I don't mean a professing Christian either. I mean a saved mother. A mother that's been born again and washed in the blood. A woman that was living maybe whatever way she wanted to and then God met her and convicted her and saved her and changed her into something that's right and real and honest and true. I mean somebody that loves God and and, and there's just no replacing that. There's no no exchange that would be worthy. I mean uh, that would be worth uh, an elect lady a good saved mother amen I mean somebody that God took and just instead of loving self just look and that, that's like one of the definitions of mother somebody that's selfless hmm I remember hearing stories about, you know, uh, you always hear bad stories about me, uh, but I can remember uh, uh, my mother telling us and relating to us as we were growing up that she didn't always have the things that she wanted to have. And and at some point in her life, she was willing to beg, borrow, steal to do for, for us children. Amen. And that's kind of what a mother's love is all about. Amen. Selflessness. Selflessness. And I don't think there's nothing better than, uh, besides being a mother than just to be a saved mother who, who knows God, who loves God. Amen. And uh, who wants to do what God wants them to do. Amen. Yeah. And so mothers are probably the dearest relation of man. I don't know of anything uh, that compares to the relationship between a man and his mother. And I will say this, the, the bond between a man and his son is, is probably the strongest thing that I've seen in a long time. And probably ladies and their daughters, that ladies probably feel the same way about their daughters. But you'll never replace your mother. You just never will. Uh, so it, it uh, probably means to me, or I think, or at least I believe very strongly that mothers are the dearest relation of a man. Amen? Which is why the devil is trying to make her into a counterfeit man. With uh, You know, all this equal rights. Oh, Brother Mike, you don't believe in equal rights? No, I don't believe in equal rights for women. Because you ain't no man. Now, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything about you being degraded or not being. The Bible teaches that a woman can work. She can run a business. A woman can do anything. A woman can do any of those things. But you ain't no man. Amen. And I mean, what the world's trying to do is they're trying to make women into men. You ain't no man. Right. You just ain't no man. You can't. You, you, you can't. And if you was, I wouldn't like it. Right. If my wife come in the living room tomorrow and said, hey, what's going on? I say, you got to leave. You got to go. You, bye-bye. <laughs> I've even heard preachers say over the last 10 years that they think when everybody gets to heaven, when women get a glorified body, they're going to be a man. I'm going to be mad at God if that takes place. Amen. I am not fellowshipping with Ruth Easter in heaven if she's a man. If she shows up with a beard, I am not talking to her. Get away from me. 
That's wrong on every single level. There's nothing in the Bible about that. There's nothing in the Bible that hints at that. That is not the truth. That is something somebody made up so they'd have something else to preach next week. It just ain't true. It's not true. A a saved woman, when she gets glorified, she'll be an even better woman. Amen? Amen? Amen. That's the truth. Amen? Uh, The world's trying to make women into men. And ladies, let me just say this. It's an elect lady. Nothing wrong with being a lady. Nothing wrong with that at all. Matter of fact, you might be happier. And I I don't have a story about being a woman because I'm not a woman, but I I know know this. There's something to be said in joy, or there's a joy to be had in submitting yourself to a a stronger or a higher power. I know this when I was a boy. I'll just say this. the, the, The most love and the most joy that I've ever had towards my own older brother was the time when he showed and proved that he was bigger and stronger than I was. I had I was in I can't remember, I think I was in the eighth, maybe the eighth grade, the seventh or the eighth grade, I can't remember, I think maybe the seventh grade. And I was so little I'm little now, but I, I was Brother Henry, I was microscopic when I was I, mean, I was just a little fella. And these boys, I, I we walked from, from the high school we lived in town at that time, and I walked from the from the junior high school, seventh grade junior high school started there in Mount Airy City Schools, and we all went to the one building and these boys that was in the ninth grade, they would walk home by me and I usually avoided them, but they caught me one day and one of them got me by the back of the neck. I hate to use it for an illustration, but bent me over like that made me walk and it wasn't just uh, 30 seconds to the house it was a few blocks and they had me bent over like that and I, would, I was helpless I mean, if I had hit them and been like snagging a fly wouldn't have done nothing to them so I, walking along there and they had me bent over like that and walking me all, one block and two blocks and we turned down and come three blocks down this way and uh, oh I was in such pain and agony and embarrassed there was girls around <laughs> So from the schoolhouse all the way out there, and, and, and then uh, there was this boy where my brother, and my, I think my brother had already dropped out of school by that time, and uh, I'm not uh, glorifying that, but he hung around this boy's house. He's dead now. His name was Smitty, and his house was down on one of the side streets that I walked on. And I said, boy, if my brother's over there, these boys are going to catch him. And before we even got there, uh, all I can see is right here. But I heard, not, Smitty's house was over here, but I heard up on the hill, right over here, I heard somebody say, Hey! And even when I say it, it sounds just like it. Hey! And I said, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Joy flooded my soul. I said, Y'all in trouble now. <laughs> And he said some curse words that I won't repeat here, but he said, boy, y'all better let him go. And he pushed them around and made fun of them. And I, I stood back just watching it. Boy, I was, I was so happy. And I, and I was weak, 
but joy flooded my soul. Yeah. Uh, you know, even men would get a blessing from that, from a Christian aspect, if they would just submit themselves. I, I abhor myself. We talked about that. People don't like that kind of talk. But if you just say, well, I'm weak. I'm nothing. I don't have no strength. I don't have no power. Boy, but God is my head and He's in control. And Boy, He can handle these bullies. And I might have to endure a little bit of pain every once in a while. But God is going to come by and He's going to take care. And He's going to kick around these devils. And He's going to be... And I'm going to sit back and say, Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Just like I did with my brother. And you know what? Ladies try to be so strong and you ought to be strong to an extent. And these days, this modern day, women trying to be men and all this kind of stuff. You know what? You'd get so much joy if you just sit back and say, God put a man over me. Now, granted, there ain't many men left. But... God put a man, and I, the Bible says, I'm a weaker vessel, and I'll just tell you what, I won't try to be Rosie the Riveter. I'll just try to be uh, the woman that God wants me to be. You'll find so much more joy. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know what causes more frustration than anything in your life? Failure. And the more you try to be a man, and the more you try to be masculine, the more you're going to fail at that, because you're not that. Right. The more you try to be in charge, you're just going to be frustrated. And if you do find a little mousy man you can rule over, you're not going to be happy in that. Just as soon as you get control over that mouse, you won't have no respect for him. You'll go find you another man. Well, I need a man that's just going to be in charge. Well, you changed the one that you had and you did that. Elect lady. Lady. I, I can remember a time in, this, in, 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 the, in the country that we live in, in the place where I come from, where... Young ladies learn to be ladies. I mean, women talk ladies to be ladies. I mean, sit right, dress right, yeah. act right. And even mothers and grandmothers, when they saw a young lady that went, they said, now you need to dress right, you need to do right. And what they were doing, they teach them how to be ladies. Now you got grandmothers on Facebook dyeing their hair and shooting those injections in their lips, trying to look like they're 12 again. You're twice as ugly as you was to begin with. <laughs> See some of these ladies on Facebook and they cock their head sideways. You look trying to be cute. You, you look like you got tendonitis in your neck. You look like you fell off a three-story building and broke your neck. That, that, that ain't pretty. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Sixty-year-old women cramming themselves into these yogurt pants look like a bag of old chewed bubble gum. That's right. Be a lady. Amen? Be a lady. Be a lady. Be a lady. And what's more than that, be a saved lady. Amen. Be some, you know what I can remember as I don't have... Uh, see, we, we started going to church I think when I was about four or five. And I can remember just some of my vague memories. I can remember my stepdad had this long stringy hair. And I can remember a time when they was running around like hippies and bell bottoms and stuff like that. I remember some of those days. But I tell you what, I got my photo album. And every once in a while I'll open it up and I'll look back and we lived in this little place called Lovell Circle and it was up on a hill and uh, somebody come by and took some pictures of my mother and at that time we were in church strong and working the bus ministry and oh boy every time I think about that I think about my mother giving David Tate a bath oh my soul that boy was nasty but at any rate 
I can remember living in that place and, and my parents going to church and somebody from the church come over and took some pictures of my mother standing out by the tree and she looked like a godly young lady and it seemed like God just shining out everywhere. And it, 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 to me, I mean, you probably think that about your mother as well, but I tell you what, they know godlier of a picture and no better of a picture anywhere on this planet than a godly woman. Yeah. Amen. I mean, there's just something about it. Yeah. yeah. Not loud, not boisterous. What, what are you proving, huh? What are you, uh, I've got just a meek and a quiet spirit, the Bible says, makes a, makes a, makes a woman beautiful. Yeah. Amen. Now, look what he said. He said, uh, he said, whom I love in the truth. Amen. The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth. Amen. And not, all, uh, not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. Now, you might, have, you might know what the world expects of a woman, and you might want to gain the, the affections of the world, but I tell you this, the Bible says that everybody that loves the truth loves a godly woman. Loves a saved woman. I mean, not just a woman, but a lady. Amen. So, ultimately, I mean, and the first thing that I just say is, don't try to gain the affection of the world. Try to gain the affection of God, God's people. And you can't even hardly say, gain the affections of without the carnal aspect of it coming into mind. But listen, what I'm talking, I'm not talking about trying to get other people's attention. I'm just talking about live a godly life, and you'll get the kind of godly respect and admiration. That you deserve. Now I can look back in my life and all through my life I can see godly ladies who had a godly impact. And when I look at boy, I respect the fire out of them. Miss Tilly, one of my... Uh, one of my teachers in Sunday school, I think about Linda Miller, which is a very godly lady that I loved as I was growing up. Gail Ripplinger that wrote these books about the New Age Bible verses. Just being around, just they just, I mean, to me, and I don't mean this in any sensual way whatsoever, Jewel Lackey, the lady who, the first time I ever seen her, she was a white-haired old lady. She said, you know, I don't mean this in any sensual way, but these ladies were the most beautiful ladies that I'd ever seen. I mean, they were just beautiful. And I mean that in more ways than just what the world means, but I hope you understand there's more to beauty than just fixing your hair and putting on your makeup. There's more to it than that. There's a godliness, amen? There's a godliness. And I I look at those and I see that, amen? And when I was looking for a wife, that's what I looked for. Amen. Amen. Seeking you shall find, the Bible says. Amen. Whom I love in the truth, the Bible says. I believe that a woman is at her loveliest in the truth. And everybody that loved God, the Bible says, if any man loved God, the same is known of him. You can just about tell about a woman just by looking, just by hearing them talk, just by seeing the way they carry themselves, whether they love God and respect God or not. Amen. Amen. So what are you saying, Brother Mike? I'm saying, ladies, mothers, learn to love the truth. So we don't just naturally, I mean, we're fallen, man. We don't just naturally uh, just love everything about God. But listen, that's something you got to set your heart and mind to. I'm going to, listen, I may not be the best mother that I am. You can say this. I may not be the best mother that I should be, but I'm going to start today and I'm just going to learn to love the truth. Some ladies love Tupperware and love makeup and all. I love all this. Love all this. I see more and more on social media this day. All these ladies getting into selling uh, makeup and selling these weight loss programs. When's somebody gonna get? Uh, 
get the truth and start putting that out. Well, it's not, Facebook's not the place for that. What is the place for? What is the place for? What is the place for? I mean, just put on an exhibition of godliness. Amen? I'm not saying be a jerk or, go, or do it insincerely just to do it, but learn to love the truth. If you learn to love the truth, then it'll begin to show. Amen? Amen. Amen. It'll begin to show. Amen? It comes through like a, like a glow. Amen? Everybody who knows the truth will love you. Amen? And then what more could you want than that? The, you know what the Bible says about you, male or female, in Ephesians chapter 1? The Bible says you're accepted in the beloved. Why in the world are we trying to be accepted by everybody else for? Oh, listen, I'll I tell you what, one of the chief problems uh, in a young preacher's life, and I know this from experience, is trying to fit in. When really, you're not supposed to fit in with anybody. Why well, don't need to be accepted by all these preachers? No, you don't. You just need to be accepted by God. All right. And if you love the truth, that same will be known of you. You get uh, you, that God will uh, take care of you and exalt you in due season and all that stuff. I mean, just making friends ain't going yeah, to make the right kind of friends. Amen. You ever heard the saying the birds of a feather flock together? You can just about tell. You know, you get a, a, a some rebel boy come into church, and if there's another rebel boy there, they, they, they'll be right together. For long, they'll be right together on the back row. Get a wayward young lady, and some other wayward young lady comes into church. Boy, they'll be right there together. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Well, that's the way it goes. I mean, uh, why can't godly people do that? Just get together with godly people and love godly people and encourage one another in godly things. Amen? The world's out there promoting all this ungodliness so that people feel obliged to follow it in order to be accepted. I mean, why don't we start expressing our love and our admiration for godly things and for godly people? That way people say, well, that's, I, I, I want part of that. And, and see, just fly together, flock together. Amen? Amen. But God forbid you say something good about anybody. You're worshiping a man. No, you're just jealous. That's all it is. Amen. I believe that's what that's about anyway. But at any rate, he said, I love he said, I love you in the truth. The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. And he says, The truth for the truth's sake. Listen, ladies, there's something very important that's more important even than your family, and that's hard to imagine because your family is very important. It ought to be one of the most important things in your life. But the truth is even more important. You ought to uh, an elect lady, a saved lady, a saved mother ought to ought to emphasize the truth. Look down in verse number. Uh, look, look at verse number four. It says, "I rejoice greatly." The preacher said, "I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth." Let me say this: there could be no greater compliment in your life. If myself or another preacher in 10, uh, some of you got little babies, I don't know, but 10, 20 years from now, some of you got grown children. It would be no greater compliment to you and no greater blessing to you, but that if I was to shake the hand of your son or your daughter and found that they loved the truth. You know who that would be a direct reflection on? Mother. If I shook their hand and found out they was a drunkard and a little hellion, you know who that reflects on? You. You say, well, that's not fair. Who did, I didn't say nothing about fair. This life ain't fair. Right. 
Just like I try to, I'm going out of my mind here trying to get this little terrorist that I'm raising under control because when he runs around, it's a reflection on me. Right. Sure it is. People, and I just have to take the lumps here for a little bit, amen. And I don't mind taking them. I've took lumps before, and I, I got big enough. I got a big enough head to carry lumps, amen. I don't mind getting lumps, but I'm gonna do my best to raise him to be a godly young man. I'm not gonna put no emphasis on football. I might teach him how to catch one, but the emphasis of his life ain't gonna be. I might teach him how to box somebody's ears too. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make that the. That the express purpose of his life, my emphasis in his life is going to be to teach him to love God. I'm going to teach him to respect the preacher. I'm going to teach him to go to the house of God when the doors are open. I'm going to teach him the good things because one of these days, when I'm dead and gone, when somebody shakes his hand and he's a little heathen, so he must not have had a good daddy. He must not have had a good mama. He said, well, I've got more important things. I don't know what more important things you could have to be living for than to raise that kid. Let me say this. When you got married and had a little baby, you went bye-bye. Well, I've got to have me time. Ain't no you time no more. Boy, I got under conviction right there. You better not say a word when we get home either, woman. She'll use my preaching against me. You said no more you time. See, I just cut myself out of fishing and <laughs> all kinds of stuff right there. Shut your mouth, boy. But, but that's true. That's, that is true. We put a lot of emphasis on things probably we shouldn't when we, when we had ought to have taken care of other things. First and foremost. Amen. He said, I rejoice... Greatly, See that emphasis? I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. So he said, I rejoice because your children have been taught the Bible. That's what the truth is. Thy word is truth, the Bible says. Now listen, does does your children know more about Andy Griffith than they do about Moses? Does your children know more about Leave It the Beaver? I mean, do they know more facts about the television program? Do they know more about Major League Baseball third baseman than they know about the apostles and the prophets and the truth? Old John the Beloved here, he said, I rejoice greatly that I found thy children walking in truth. You can't walk in the truth you don't know. And you ain't going to walk in the truth you don't love. That has to be taught. That's not innate. Innate means you was born with it. The desire to eat. You know why every one of you loves to eat? Because you was born with the innate desire to do it. You wasn't born with an innate desire to love the truth. That has to be taught. I remember when I was a boy, at least 20 minutes a day we had to take our Bible and read it. And it wasn't just, I'm done. No, there was questions. What did you read about? Uh, I think I gave an answer one time like, uh, what did you read about? I read about the prophets. That's not a good answer. <laughs> you didn't read, you just, you just guessed. There's prophets in the Bible, that's right. But you didn't read about no prophets. My mother says I had some interesting answers to a lot of questions. Most of them was lies. <laughs> but, but, but at any rate, that's because the love of the truth was not innate. It wasn't born in me. I was born a sinner. And even after I got saved, boy, this flesh still don't like a lot of truth. Because most of it is contradictory to me. Right. And even, even the good things about me, uh, the Bible says, if I do love God, if I do love the truth, the Bible says we love Him because He first loved us. Right. 
You know, that very statement is about the relationship between a parent and a child. You, 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 know, why you, love, you know why you love your mother more than anybody else? She's the one who took care of you. And I'll tell you this, if you had a stepmother and it wasn't your mother that took care of you, I guarantee you, you love that stepmother. Why? Because she took care of you. You love her because she first loved you. It goes back to that idea of a, a more a, a higher strength, a higher position uh, that I was talking about with my brother a while ago. If you just submit yourself to that, then things uh, tend to work out a little bit better. Things are a little bit more understandable. It's all about uh, relationship between things. But he said, I rejoice because your children been taught the Bible. I think you ought to teach your I think you ought to make your kids read more Bible. I think I ought to have my kids read more Bible. I started the other day, I, I recommitted myself to the fact that, hey, I, I just pulled out Psalm one hundred and said, We're gonna memorize this, we're gonna do more memorize. You said they memorize for school. Yeah, but now we're gonna memorize for fun. Does that everybody I mean, put away the Pictionary and the, boy there's a gang going around and make people look like complete idiots. They take this piece of wire, look like somebody's old. They probably use. They're probably using. Uh, this make you feel good. That stuff that they put in your mouth is probably somebody's old used retainer. <laughs> Y'all know that game I'm talking about. You put it in your mouth. Plug your head out. You have to pronounce words. <laughs> Anybody seen that game? All people playing that game. All of them play. Don't worry about it. Take my word for it. They play. They, play. they, they sit around. Family getting it. it looks like a good old time. Everybody having a good time and uh, making a big fool out of themselves, and then record it, and put it on Facebook for everybody to see it. But when they come down to the house of God, I better not say it, man, because somebody might think I'm crazy. You mean you put all that stuff on Facebook, looking like an idiot, and you won't say Amen at church? Yeah, yeah. Everybody see everybody's pretending that, like they don't know what game I'm talking about because they don't want to be doing it and they don't want to be putting it on Facebook. But trust me, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but it, well, see, people don't mind making themselves a fool when it comes to having fun. But why ain't studying God's word, and memorizing? Let's get together and let's pray. And let's do the things that we ought to. Boy, I've been woefully lacking in that in my own life, but not no more, honey. We're gonna get it right, and you ought to too. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Love the truth. Spend more time in your Bible. Talking about the Bible. You know, I'd hate for my kids to grow up and not ever to see me pray. Well, I like to get along, see, pray. Well, you ought to do that. I, I would hate to be a preacher and a pastor of the church and my children never see me studying the Bible. Now, I like to get in my room and open my Bible. I like to study. I love to study God's Word. But the other day, the thought occurred to me, you know, I don't know if my kids see me studying the Bible enough. I'm always behind closed doors. So I just went out there and sat down at the table and opened my Bible and started reading it. And, and you know, before long, I remembered why I studied back there in the back room because it's hard to study the Bible at the living room table with, with a terrorist in the living room and girls... You know how girls are. That's a, that's another story altogether, and I don't want to get in too much trouble this morning. But you know, girls, girls happen. You gotta go back in your bedroom. <laughs> but Mike, why you spend so much time in your bedroom? I got these four other women. There's four women in my house. Amen. The bedroom is my domain. Amen. But I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if I can't get no studying done, I'm gonna act like I'm studying. Say <laughs> so what? Just so they see it. One day they might get in a low point in their Christian life and they'll have to remember, well, Daddy loved the truth. 
I might not be nothing but just looking at the page, thinking about what they're talking about, but they're going to see me looking. Amen. I might be thinking about what I'm going to do if they do that again. I'm going to get my belt. I might be thinking about something like that. But they'll think I'm studying the Bible. Amen. You say, what is it? Just to give them the idea that I do. Let them see me do it. Amen. Let them see me talk to people about the Lord. Let me let them see me out there on the street. And I do appreciate all the people that's been coming out to preach on the street and hold signs and stuff like that. People ought to see that. But your children, most of all. Amen. A lot of times preachers and Christians in general get to serving God so much they leave their own children out. I don't think you ought to stop serving God for the sake of your children. I think maybe just serve God with your children. How about that? Why ain't that an option? I've heard preachers and other people alike just say, well, I've got to spend time with my family. No, let them spend time with you. Yeah. 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 Most men and women today are just too busy following the little children around Disney World. Right. You let your children follow you around the house of God and godly things. Yeah. Amen. That'll be, that'll be times you'll remember. It won't cost you as much money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Spend all that money at Disney World, you ought to have a whooping. Yeah. That's right. You ought to have a whooping. Somebody ought to take the belt off and whoop you with it. Spend all that money at Disney World. They, that, that, there's a man, maybe even a woman inside that mouse suit down there. It's not a real mouse. I'll let that sink in a little bit. Hey Amen. They don't love your children either. They're trying to wreck your children. That's free of charge. That's... No extra charge for that. I mean, I'll slur Disney for free. See how quiet it gets right there? I said, boy, this world and entertainment got its hooks and people so deep. You say something about Elvis or Disney World, people get quiet. Who are you defending? That's right. It's all made up. It's all entertainment. There's nothing to it. Absolutely nothing to it. People love Mickey Mouse more than they love the truth. That's not right, mothers. That's not turned out right. Some of your children love Mickey Mouse more than they love you, and you taught them to do it. Just as soon as you get between Mickey Mouse and them, they'll turn on you and tell you to go to hell. Yeah, you betcha. Yes, sir. In the early days, I seen this with my own eyes. In the early days, before we got in church and got right, my brother got the, got the cartoons and all the worldly television shows, and I got some of that myself in me, and I see what it done in me. But I'll tell you this, when it come time, when our family made the transition from going to hell to going to church, I seen my brother stand and tell that lady, go to hell, I'm doing my own thing. Brother directed his life, too. And what was he? What was he, 14 years old? Where did he get that influence? Yeah, that's right. Didn't come from the book of Jeremiah, I promise you that. Amen. What are you trying to say, preacher? I'm saying, ladies, men, emphasize the truth to your children. Amen. Teach them to love it. Get mad at me if you want to, but that's the truth. Amen. Amen. Well, let me skip on down to verse number 8. Look what he says. Look to yourselves that we lose not the things which we have wrought. Now, let me say this. I've preached to you so far from the sense of you ought to do these things. 
But really, this chapter was written in the sense that this elect lady had already done it. She had already loved God. She was a lady. She wasn't trying to be a lady. She was a lady. And let me say this. If any woman back in the 1800s with dirt floors and children... Listen, have you ever went to an old graveyard? Anybody ever been to a real old graveyard? You know what strikes me? About those old graveyards. I know Brother Pedro likes history like I do. You know what strikes me about the old graveyards? The amount of babies that's in them. When I think back about how them older people live, and they they might have had ten children, and they might have carried four of them to the graveyard. And I think about I think about what those ladies have to deal with. You get upset if your linoleum gets torn a little bit. What in the world? Somebody has Move this refrigerator and tore my linoleum. Get my belt. These ladies had dirt floors. Sweeping them old dirt. Why in the world? I always got kind of curious when they showed these old ladies sweeping a dirt floor. It's dirt. When you sweep away the dirt, there's going to be dirt under there. Don't make a lot of sense, does it? But I'm sure they're smarter than me. They probably had a reason for doing it. But at any rate, I mean, I mean... You know there's something different in, in women when nowadays you can't hardly get a woman to wash a dish. And back in those days, ladies was cleaning dirt. There's something for you to think about. Old lazy mom. I, ain't spend, I, I heard a woman say this one. Day, I ain't spend the rest of my life washing somebody else's dishes. Well, what are you going to do, you old hag? What are you going to do? My mama taught me how to wash dishes and, and clean the floor and stuff like that. It ain't going to hurt you. Put you out there digging a the ditch and say, how you like that? <clears throat> Lost my place there a minute. But, oh, I, see these ladies, I mean, they uh, carried babies to the graveyard and didn't have much of a house to take care of. But I see them this. They had a Bible and they loved God. Sweeping the floor was just something they had to do. They just got right with it and survived. Modern day woman with all of her conveniences, boy, she just acts like, well, I tell you what, I don't have an Escalade sitting in my driveway, so I'm kind of depressed. But what he, listen, what John's talking to, what, what I'm trying to say about that is, if those ladies back there can do it, you can do it. You can be a godly lady. And when John's talking to this lady here, he's not talking about a lady who he wants to do it. He's talking to a lady who's done it. He's talking to a lady who's done, done it. You know why I know that my girls can be something for the Lord? And they can never be men, but you know they can be somebody for the Lord? Because I know an old lady named Jewel Lackey who was something for the Lord. She'd done it. Jewel Lackey, my pastor's wife when I was a boy, she had more power of God than 99% of the men standing in pulpits today. Listen, you didn't get around that woman and cuss. You didn't get around that woman and raise your voice. She commanded more authority than a Marine Corps general. You get around Hey, Miss Lackey. Grown men, listen, they some big men up around they some big men around here too. But they some big men up there in that mountain. And I seen them big old men and, and boy she she'd tell stories about how she'd go witness to them. You'd see them around the church after they got saved. They got around Miss Lackey and they'd be seven foot tall, but they felt like they was little old four foot ninjas beside her. So they humble down around her. Oh, Miss Lackey, how how you doing? How, how you doing, Miss Lackey? Oh you oh that boy you, you say, why? Because the power of God's on her. That's why. Yeah. 
Listen, I can stand here and berate you about being God's woman for the next hour and a half. I know you don't want me to do that, but I can just tell you you can if you want to. You can be a godly lady if you want to. How do I know? Because somebody done it before you. You know what the problem is? Most of the times you want to. You want to is broken. Your desires is broken. You're trying to be Angelina Jolie. You better, you better, you better take into consideration what it takes to be that. How many of you are looking to get rid of your first husband or your second one? Huh? You don't want to be like her. Well, she's so pretty. Well, she's going to die and turn into bones just like you. Amen. 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 But old Joel Lackey, she was beautiful. Seventy years old, sixty-eight years old. Amen. I bet she's a beauty now. Hmm. Yes, sir. She could have buck teeth and be more attractive than Angelina Jolie. Amen. So you just don't you just don't realize that, but that's the truth. Amen. John's talking to a lady that's done it. You can do it too. You know what he says to this woman that's done it though? This woman that's served God? This woman that's loved God? You know what John says to her? Eventually he says this, Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Hey, you know all that time you spent on those children? Don't just give it away on one little thing. Don't just give it away. Listen, I'll say this to my mother. My mother's almost 50 years old now. And listen, she done raised us. She spent a lot of time and effort in us. Listen, I expect, if I backslide on God, I expect my mother to come see me and say, Son, you got to do right! Yeah. And you should be able to be after but I'm going to run. This time I'm a grown man. <laughs> You say, why would you say something like that? Because listen, some of you folks got children that are grown. They need whoopings right now. You didn't raise them that way. You're right. Did you? Hey, when Tucker gets to be 30 and he ain't doing right, take your belt off and whoop him. You say, why? Because John says to this woman here, he says, Mother, he says, Mother, keep what you've worked for. Don't let it slip away. He said, you know what you ought to be striving for? A full reward. Right. Full reward. Listen, I'm a, when, when my children grow up and when they get married, when they're about 35, I'm going to be over at their house. I'm going to be looking around. Now, so that right there ain't right. No, sir, you're supposed to do it. He said, you going to meddle with them? Yes! Why? Because I don't want to lose my reward. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I catch them running off down to Disney World every three weeks. I'm going to call them up. Let me remind you. Let me remind you. Just thought, catch them laying out of church every once in a while. No, no, I didn't raise you to lay out of church. I raised you to go to church. Amen. You say, why? They're going to have my grandchildren. Hmm? I want my little grandchildren to be in church. You say, I ain't got no grandchildren. Well, I don't got none right now. But if, if nature goes its own course, then my children are going to have children. Their children are going to have children. I don't want my Christianity to end with me. I mean, I spent the time. I didn't get married till I was 30 years old. At least, I mean, that's probably the wisest thing I did ever in my life was wait that long to get married. But I waited and looked and God gave me a good wife. I don't, well, I don't want to waste a good wife on a bunch of knothead grandchildren that will turn into drunkards and God-haters and self-lovers. Right. 
Listen, just because your children have grown and flew the coop, it does not erase your responsibility. You did not stop being a mother when your children left your house. The Bible says for you to be diligent because you don't want to lose your reward. Just keep Molly by the ear her whole life. And say, you do right. You do right. Shouldn't be hard to do, should it? Of course, she is seven foot tall. She'd probably whoop a fellow like me, but God gave her parents tall enough to get right with her. Amen? I'm just trying to help you out. Amen. Hey, he said, look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought. Hey, if you work hard on those children, hey, don't let them grow up and let the world take them. Even after they're grown. Remind them. Remind them. I see people, they live for God and they try to do the right thing. Their children grows up and have youngs, And then the little brat grandchildren come along and grandparents are like uh, melted all of a sudden. Like I said yesterday, I tried to get my mama to jump on Reese like she jumped on me. And she... Melt like, where's the fire? Where's the switches? Amen. I just wanted to see somebody else get it for a change. But I didn't get it. Anyway, I had to do it myself. Amen. But that's right. Listen, I don't want to raise my boy up for God and then just turn him over to the world, watch him go the wrong. Well, that's his own business. It ain't his own business. It's my business. When he gets 30 years old, it's going to be my business. Amen. Ladies, you've got a 30-year-old daughter, 40-year-old daughter. I don't care if she's 50 years old. Grab her by the ear every once in a while and say, you better quit that. That ain't right. You know that ain't right. Hollywood might say it's right, but it ain't right. Amen. God's still right. Don't care what the world says about that. Amen. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. You might get a reward for raising them right, but you get a full reward when they make it all the way. Amen. The Bible says in verse 9 and 10 and 11 and 12, it goes on. It says there's some people coming uh, to deceive you. There's some deceivers out there. There's some antichrists out there that's going to try to wash away all the work you've done. Teach them how to love God. And there's a movie theater out there trying to take that away from them. We're trying to teach them how to be modest. And there's some boy out there saying, why don't you wear your dress just a little shorter? And you're trying to teach them how to be a man and have responsibility. And there's somebody out there saying, why don't you just smoke this cigarette with me? Why don't you just drink a little bit of this beer with me? Why don't you just go to sleep? I'm not getting look at me. <laughs> hey, they're out there trying to erase everything you're trying to do right now. That's right. The Bible says you'd be diligent. When you see the deceiver come and take your broom and run him off or your shotgun or whatever you got handy. Amen. Somebody trying to steal your reward. Somebody trying to steal the life of your children. Amen. Receive a full reward. Don't go back. Amen. Go forward. Yeah. Go forward. When, you, when you're 100 and your children are 50, your desire ought to still be able to see them make it, to see them get better, to see them go forward. Amen? Go forward, go forward. 